High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Then on the subject of Rosh Hashanah food, that's what we're going to be talking about now. I told uh, I told you about the terrible, terrible tzimis we had to eat as children. As I said, my late grandmother used to make it. She either was uh, a terrible tzimis maker or my mother in uh, in true daughter-in-law style would burn it deliberately before serving it. Either way, Charles says, my late mother used to make tzimis with carrots and flank uh, flank meat. I didn't know that. I thought it was always a uh, a vegetarian dish. Well, let's ask the expert. Dolores Fischer is a caterer. She's the founder of Food by Flavors. Dolores, very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How morning. are you? Morning. Thank you. We're good. We're cooking away here, I but can all, imagine. Good. all good. How are you managing with load shedding, firstly? A huge challenge. I have to say this week was very troubling, but we got through it somehow. I had yeah. to hire in extra gas ovens and bring in stuff, but we managed. We have to make a plan, so we make a plan. Well, that's exactly. I live in a bakery. I know the feeling. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's not simple at all. It places an yeah. enormous amount of stress, but I'm glad to hear that you have managed with that. Right. So, so Dolores, what mm. are the, I, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that tzimis that I mentioned earlier is a traditional Rosh Hashanah food. Uh, not it's, sure where it comes from, what the story is behind it. So I, I don't really know what the story is behind it. I do for sure remember my Boba and my mother making tzimis. And yes, I think there are two versions of it. There's definitely the vegetarian version, mm-hmm. which I made for many years and I actually stopped making. Because there actually isn't a huge demand for it anymore. But it does evoke memories of childhood and grandparents, etc. But the vegetarian version would be your pumpkin and sweet potatoes and carrots and mm. a mix of vegetables boiling slowly on the stove. I used to do it with some cinnamon and some, um, just adding some nice herbs and spices to it to give it that sweet flavor. Yes, right. But I do remember distinctly my, my own Boba making it. They used to call it flunken, but she didn't only do it with flunken, she would even do it with a brisket. And I think that's another version of tennis with Pumpkins and prunes and um, to make it sweet, sweet I imagine. Mm. Sweet meat. Yes. And I remember that so distinctly from my childhood. So I think there are two versions of that. What's fascinating to me is we've got all of those versions of our childhood foods, but uh, I wonder if if. Uh, and you would uh, be a, be a good measure for that. Have we moved yes. away from the very traditional, or or have uh, you know how, how has our yes. taste evolved in so, over, over this? The taste has for sure evolved. Um, how definitely, and I think so. If I can say when I do like my bomitsa brochas or mm, my engagements, mm. there's no way that people are now wanting chopped herring and kichel and crayfish and right. things like that. But somehow, when it comes a yontif. People do want that. So having said that, we make a fortune of Danish herring, mustard herring, chopped herring, uh, pickled herring, mock crayfish. I think that it's Mock crayfish? I don't think I've seen mock crayfish exactly. since the 70s. And if you remember, people used to serve it in half avos or <laughs> little glasses or whatever. I but, forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. wow. But, but having said that, yes. people actually order it a lot at this time of the year. And I think I think that people don't try and impress these like gastronomic contemporary delights over this time. They want a beautiful table of food. They want a sense of tradition, a sense of a yomto, a sense of something mm-hmm. on their table that just is a suggestion of what the Chag is really about. So I think that even the most contemporary clients and customers will order a tub of chopped herring, a tub of, tub of mustard herring. It's very interesting that. Yeah. On the other hand, the meats and all of that, we try and 
do a more contemporary feel with. So, yes, you can have a balance of the two. So what's interesting is, I guess, because heritage food is a big thing. You know, sure. we we love our heritage food, and 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 yes. it's important to us. So maybe that's why, when it comes to the Chagim, when it comes to Jewish yes. festivals, uh, and I guess it would be the same with Christmas and and Easter and all exactly. other celebrations, yes. that you go sure. back to the uh, to, to your, what the to family your, to the what what they sure. would always eat and to the flavors that evoke that tradition. I think that's very important. Yes. Yeah. What are you seeing yeah. in terms of entertaining this year? Are people going all out, or the, and, and you kind of alluded to it that they actually may be going a bit more simple, but going all out, going uh, having massive events, or is it is it contained? What are you seeing? I, I think in general it is definitely all contained. I think people are having their families and maybe extending it to very close family friends, um, but of course there are the people who have the hundreds crowd on Sunday for a big massive uh, showdown. You know, there are people who do that, or on Saturday lunch or whatever they do. But in general, if I had to say, I would definitely I'd get a sense that my orders, people when people are ordering, people are ordering more for 10, 12, 15 rather than 40, 50, 60. That's very interesting because I think that is a sign of the times. I actually think not only, maybe not only financial, but also maybe about our priorities that we would rather have a meal with more intimate, yeah, exactly, and be able to have a conversation rather than having, you know, your fifty or sixty people. But you, you can't. And of course, there's always a place for having your fifty or sixty people, but you do that at a birthday or a different kind of celebration. But I do feel that the the yomtov tables have become smaller and more contained and more intimate, definitely. I should think that's a, I think that's a, a great thing. Any, any ideas to share with us, uh, for, for anybody who's, who's still at it? Oh, I think keep it simple. I think Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday, definitely people are buying a lot. I think ah, people, my orders, people are actually buying meat and just doing a simple harvest table of vegetables. One person actually said to me, please, will I just do for her what? One just big tray of all different roast vegetables and marinated vegetables and she's serving it with Bride meat off the bride, that's it. That's so a lovely that's, idea. It's a lovely idea, mm. and it's so simple, um, and we all have access to some form of bride. I think a bride's an amazing option during load shedding. Because yes. It's just, tomorrow's a, a more difficult day with that, with with Shabbat, load shedding right. and time switches, etc. Right. But I think that people are buying a lot. I see that a lot. Sunday, definitely. Um, and, uh, and it's always delicious and simple, and you can just actually throw your potatoes and onions, and I do, like, even pumpkin, you can parboil, and then herb it up with fresh herbs and some cinnamon sticks and wrap it in foil and put a, a, a half a pumpkin or butternut on the bra. And it also works beautifully. That's a really, so, really great idea. Uh, thank yeah. you for that. And of course, that was, uh, that was Dolores Fouché. She is a caterer, founder of Food by Flavors. Uh, we just wanted to get a sense what's going on out there.